You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Christina Cardoza, news editor of SD Times. Today, we have the executive director of the Free BSD Foundation, Deb Goodking. Hey, Deb, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. The Free BSD Foundation just celebrated its 20th anniversary this summer. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the foundation's history, how it got started, and sort of what it's evolved into today. Okay. Um, so we were founded in March of 2000 by Justin Gibbs, and he was part of the FreeBSD project at the time. He was a developer, and he was on uh, the core team. And he was spending a lot of time uh, on the project doing software development, and just helping out, and he knew he wasn't going to be able to spend as much time uh, contributing, and so he wanted a, a different way to give back. And at the same time, uh, Walnut Creek CD had the FreeBSD trademark, and they wanted to give it to the project. And the FreeBSD project is—it's um, not a legal entity; it's an organization with volunteers. And so, anyway, to make a long story short, Justin. Uh, started looking into putting together a nonprofit that could actually hold the trademark as well as uh, just always be there as an entity to support the project. And so we were founded here in Boulder, Colorado. And and the whole reason is because Justin is from here and he's still involved with the foundation. He's actually uh, back as being our president again. And um, that's sort of, how it came about in a nutshell. And, um, and since then, we've, we've grown quite a bit. And I was the first employee. And I was hired back in 2005. So I've been with the foundation for over 15 years now. And, um, and has seen it grow from me being the first employee and the board being um, the, you know, hands on volunteer group people to now the board being uh, governing entity and us having a staff of, I think we're at like 12 now, maybe. So I know, um, you know, FreeBSD started a couple of years before the foundation started. So is that sort of why there was a a gap of time where it wasn't being governed under the foundation? It's because the developer decided after all those years, he was going to take some time off or, you know, wanted more support around the project? Yeah, actually, you brought up a good point. So the FreeBSD project started in 1993, and it was it branched off from BSD, which was developed at uh, Berkeley. And at the time, uh, they had stopped receiving the funding for that. And so FreeBSD, as well as NetBSD, branched out from that. And so you had uh, two separate communities supporting those efforts. And um, you didn't have, and so that was that group of, of volunteers. And in 2000, uh, that's when Justin looked at starting this foundation. And um, and so what happened was that, you know, he applied through the US IRS and we had our um, nonprofit standing and we became a what's called a 501c3 uh, which is for the public it's a nonprofit for the public good 
versus um, other foundations out there, which are trade associations, like the Linux Foundation is a good example of that. And, um, and so our whole purpose is to support the project and the community. And we're a separate organization than the project. And so what I mean by that is that we don't, we're not an umbrella organization where the project is under us. We are, um, yeah, I always view it as like side by side if you looked at an org chart and we help uh, the project by stepping in and filling critical needs and just areas where they don't have volunteers to fill those needs. And, um, and so we also can't tell them what to do and we don't set their direction, but we could do uh, we could set our own direction and step in to, to help various needs. Great. Now, do you have any um, examples of times where the foundation had to step in or areas where you had to provide more support that the community wasn't able to? Yes, a really good example would be release engineering, where the person who was overseeing it um, was also a university professor and really didn't have the time to continue with that. And that's a extremely important function for FreeBSD is providing these stable and reliable releases. And so we hired someone who worked for us for uh, full time and they uh, worked for us for, I think it was over five years, really putting things in place to make the process um, easier and a little more automated and um, and so now that that person does continue heading up the release engineering effort, but he's now um, he doesn't have to work for us full time anymore. So what brought you to the foundation and what has kept you there after all of these years? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I, I did just happen to fall into this role. Justin, after five years, he knew that he couldn't really continue uh, doing what he was doing. He had a you know, full-time day job and so did the, the, all the other board members. And so he wanted to bring someone in to oversee the operations and, and run the foundation. And he went to his um, HR person at the company he was working for at the time to ask for advice on how does he go about looking for someone and I happen to know that HR person, we're friends, and she mentioned to him that she had a friend who was also looking for a job at the same time. And so he and I met, and, um, and because I have a technical background um, and some of my other experiences, he decided to bring me on. And, um, and so we started from never having any employees to me stepping in and not having that HR background, but getting help. And on what do we do as a corporation, as an employer? How do we actually bring people on? What are the, the roles and the laws? And really having to understand a lot of the operations of a corporation, it was quite a learning experience, as well as really what is a nonprofit and how um, how do we act as a, a nonprofit and, um, you know, what are we obligated to? And so there's you know, state rules and there's the federal government rules. And we're also supporting a community that's international. So, you know, so anyway, that's um, those are things that we really had to learn. And when I say we, it's really uh, a lot of times it was just a nice sitting down, just 
looking at, you know, what, what do we need to do um, besides all the things that we want to do as a foundation? And, um, you know, we've been, we've been growing and supporting more, more projects and, um, you know, taking on more, um, you know, areas of FreeBSD that, that we see could really use some help. Hey, well, I'm glad it all it all worked out for you guys, and the foundation is still, you know, successful after 20 years. So, as part of the 20 um, 20th anniversary, you guys also announced a new website of resources to help developers work with FreeBSD. Um, so, tell me a little bit about that website. Is this just a new website where they can get resources, or did you guys put new resources on there for them? So, what we did was a uh, um, website refresh and so we wanted it to be easier to navigate and find information because it's basically for our constituents if they need help if they need funding if they need um, help for travel we wanted them to be able to find those resources easily we also wanted to be there for um, you know promoting uh, work that we're doing and you know sort of highlighting the what we're supporting to help us in our fundraising efforts. And so what we've been doing over time, and we expanded on this with the uh, new website or the updated website, was put together pages that include resources for either developers or new people who want to learn about FreeBSD and possibly install FreeBSD on their own systems. And so we have a resources page. And so on that page, we have how-to guides, and video guides, and we also have a list of um, other like community resources out there. So other people who are advocating FreeBSD and they have their own YouTube, YouTube channel, channels or they have their own uh, blog posts. And we're trying to uh, encourage more people to do that because really it's not, we're not looking at it as this is our job to do it. We're doing it because there's been a hole in, in that area. And so we really want more people to step in. And if this is an area they're interested in, to do, to create videos, to do um, blogs, to do how-to guides, so that there's just more help out there on how to get started with FreeBSD, how to use FreeBSD uh, companies who are using FreeBSD and how they're successfully using it. We want to highlight those companies too, because then it shows other Company, yeah, well, other companies that yes, you can also successfully use FreeBSD because we we don't have the marketing budget that other foundations have, and so we're just trying to do what we can with with our resources to promote those those successful use cases. So, what would you say are some of those successful use cases? You know, what is free? BSD most commonly used for, or why are developers coming to the free BSD project? What are they looking for? So, um, so that's two different uses. Uh, corporations are using it because of the license, and we have a permissive license, so that means that uh, they could put their IP in there and they don't have to give it back. And so a good case, uh, Netflix is a, a good use case because they're using FreeBSD on all their um, 
content delivery um, systems. And so what, so if you're watching a Netflix show and you push play, then that's all on FreeBSD servers. And they run FreeBSD because it's, um, has high performance and they're actually able to go in there and go into the kernel and make changes and even increase the performance. And so some of that is their own IP. And so they that's their secret sauce on making uh, their movies you know, delivered quickly. And, but they also give back quite a bit by you know, anything that um, you know, they don't view as proprietary that they actually upstream back to FreeBSD, which is great for them and it's great for the FreeBSD project. And so there's a lot of companies using it for that. FreeBSD is also extremely stable, reliable and secure. So a lot of like hosting companies uh, use FreeBSD and you know their systems don't go down. And um, also in the embedded world that like the Sony PlayStation is um, based on FreeBSD. And so uh, you wouldn't know that because they're not gonna sell products because it's running on FreeBSD. They use it as their foundation and, um, and then they can build on top of that. And then all that proprietary stuff that they don't have to give back. And then users like someone like you or someone who is interested in just learning about FreeBSD, they may choose FreeBSD over a um, you know another um, more well-known operating system because it's um, you know, it's a smaller footprint. And so when you install FreeBSD on your computer, uh, it doesn't take as much memory and it doesn't have like a a lot of the extra bloat that you would have with you know, large commercial operating systems. Yeah, like if you, you know, if you're running Windows, then you have just so much software there that you probably don't even use. And so when you're using something like an operating system like FreeBSD, you don't, you run what you want or what you're gonna use. So you have the base system, which is basically gets you up and running and you could do your basic functionality with the computer. And then say you wanna um, you know, surf the internet or you want a um, you know, like a mail application. And so then you can install that software that you want. And so you have a lot more control on what you, you know, what you have on your computer. And you also know that when there's gonna be updates or new releases that it's easy to update and upgrade and um, and then you know, most likely you're not going to have any issues. And I mean, that's what we're really known for too. And, you know, in our, our releases and um, we have like, if so if you care about like when people are making changes that they're, they have this philosophy of not breaking things that already work. So don't just make a change to make that change, you know, make sure, yeah. You know, think through those changes and people review those changes too, or at least those ideas too, before they, um, they add those changes to the operating system. And then people will also use it because of the community and getting, being able to get the information from community members, meaning like if you need help and reaching out that the community is really helpful. It's also 
more inclusive and, and welcoming than other operating system or open source projects out there. And there's a lot of um, documentation on FreeBSD that's available. So it's fairly easy to get information or help when you need it. You mentioned that um, you know it's more inclusive than other open source projects or operating systems out there. What are you know some other ways you would say FreeBSD stands out from other operating systems? Well, I mean, some of them, like I, I mentioned earlier, what is um, that it's a smaller. So FreeBSD in itself is just a smaller. Um, uh, trying to think how to phrase it, you know, repository of code. Um, that actually, if you look at, I'm trying to remember the numbers, like if you compare the size of our kernel versus like Linux kernel, because that would be a, a typical comparison, that we have around five and a half million lines of code. And that's just the FreeBSD kernel. Whereas Linux, the last time I looked, it was around 26 million lines of code. So, it, so that it's much smaller. So, that helps if you're doing like an IoT product or you really just don't have a lot of memory on your system. Another big difference between like FreeBSD and Linux is that FreeBSD is the whole operating system. And so it's really a coherent, cohesive product. And when you look at Linux, Linux is the kernel. And so you have distributions out there that contain the kernel and but also they're everything else you need to make an operating system, which means like the tools and documentation and the user land. And so everything that you when you're installing it on your computer and as an end user, you start using it. That's what you need. And that's what an operating system is. So it's developed by one team and you have all the, and the testing. It's all done as one system so you don't have you know the user line coming from this group and tools coming from this area we you know our packages are all on our mirrors and so um, when I refer to packages I'm talking about like these software applications that you'll want to run as a user so like your like your Firefox so someone actually will take Firefox and put make sure it runs on FreeBSD and make any tweaks if those need to be made and then that will be all together on our own repositories or, or mirrors so that it's, you know, so if you, if you want Python or you want, I don't know, some other application out there, you just go to that mirror and you know it's gonna work on FreeBSD. I think that's all the time we're gonna have for today, Deb. Um, thank you so much again for joining. Before we go, you just wanna mention, you know, where, where can developers find more about FreeBSD and the foundation? You know, where can they find some of those resources that you were just mentioning and learn more? So there's two different websites. One is for the FreeBSD project and one is for the foundation. And so the project, you go to freebsd.org. And actually, there's a button on that page that says new to FreeBSD or, or something like that. And you can actually get a lot of information there about getting started with FreeBSD and how to contribute. And then you can go to the foundation's website, which is freebsdfoundation.org. And 
you could go under on the menu under FreeBSD project, there's a menu item FreeBSD resources. And on that page is where we have all those how-to guides and, um, and all the information about how to get started and, um, and all the other outside uh, community resources. And then also, if you just want to learn about FreeBSD, we also have a, under FreeBSD project, we also have what is FreeBSD. And it talks about some of the main companies or notable companies who are using FreeBSD, some of the um, like derivatives of FreeBSD out there. And we also have a, uh, a cool FreeBSD project timeline. And so it starts from Unix when it was developed in 69 and it goes a lot through the history and then the history of the FreeBSD project. So I always love looking at the timelines, just a fun thing that we have. Okay, great. Well, thanks again, Deb, for coming on. And until next time, you guys have been listening to What the Devs.